So you guys know that I love a good book. So I have curated my own book collection by Jameer Smith on Amazon. So make sure you check it out at www.amazon.com backslash shop backslash Jameer underscore Smith. And check out some of these amazing books that I chose. (laughs) Happy reading. Hello. How are you? Oh, first and foremost, I feel your smile already. (laughs) I'm smiling for sure because it's just been so long. This has been so long and literally in the making. And Nish, I just got to tell you something really quick, right? Uh-huh. You're already live right now. Emma, I love it. <laughs> You're already yes. live. Listen, the team puts it together immediately when we connect. First and foremost, everybody, you already hear the energy before we get started. Welcome back <laughs> to the Jameer Smith Show. And today is so special. And I know you guys have heard me say this in the past. We've had so many episodes, but... This is so special because when you think about somebody with some spirit, beauty, and talent all wrapped in a bow, you have to put this beautiful woman in the forefront, in the footsteps, and all together as a creative. Everybody, welcome. Put your hands and your ears together to Niche in the Building! You know, this is really one of the hardest working men that I know. And it's really honestly just an honor to be on this platform with you. So thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. You're making me smile and blush right now. So stop it. But yes, you are right, because I'm in these streets, man. When they tell you that you are outside, when they say that the people are outside, my face pops up. So anyway. I'm not doing this with you. So first and foremost, first and foremost, before we even get started and all up in your business, (laughs) I do want to ask the question. Happy October. How has 2023 this year been for you so far? Wow. Um, It's been a blessing. Honestly, I have to say, I feel like um, maybe the past years before and a couple of years before were really, really difficult for me. But one thing about me is I always stay faithful, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I really always, even in the face of adversity or when I ever have a little bit of doubt, I really remain positive and faithful to God. And that's just because he always really comes through and has my back. And I um, I was hesitant in the beginning of this year just because I had went through some changes. Um, and I actually had my business in a boutique in New York and you know, we actually had to had to pull out, um, you know, just because of some inventory issues. But, um, you know, just this summer, I got another blessing and and just shows really, you know, when you stay faithful and consistent, good things happen. So love it. Yes. No. So and first of all, I, we have to give you your flowers even before that. You know, I think before even this new blessing to have your items that you have created, that you have said, you know what, this is mine inside of, you know, somebody's critical boutique, because I think that's the thing. 
as consumers, they're critics. And they look at our items every single day and say, okay, do I like this? Do I not like this? And then it also puts a strain on the designer, the creative, and say, okay, do I go back and change something? Do I alter this? Whatever. Right. And for you, you have stayed so true to whatever your mindset is. And I'm so glad that you said that about staying faithful and staying true because I think that's what a lot of people really consistently need to hear because there are people that are listening that are like, oh my gosh, I wish that I could have at least had the opportunity to at least be in a boutique, to even know how to be in a boutique. So you've even accomplished that now twofold. So shout out to you. Thank you so much. It's definitely a blessing. Definitely took some time and hard work, but honestly, like what I will say is we live in an era that's different than, you know, the ones before us where totally. social media really is the best marketing tool. Totally. Right? Yep. Um, and it's so easy to really use um, that to your advantage to kind of put your, your foot out there and, and try something new. Everybody around me right now is really pressing forward in entrepreneurship. And mm-hmm. that's just kind of where it's at. So I say that to other people too. Like if there's something you want to do and you're not quite sure, just do it. Jump off the, jump off the ledge, jump off the cliff. And just trust that God will not let you fall. and You're going to succeed. You have to take that leap, though. And I'm really glad that I did with me because um, I'm taking advantage of social media. I'm taking advantage of, you know, the opportunities around me. And it's definitely been, you know, successful for me. So thank you. When I tell you, if you guys have not seen Murdoch, and that is the Instagram name, I mean, just the content alone is fire. But before we even get into that... (laughs) We're finally approaching fall season, and I know it doesn't feel like it in certain places. You know, New York is having flooding, and in D.C., the weather is like here and there. Here in L.A., it was like almost 100. I don't know what's happening with global warming, but I have to say (laughs) that there's so many artists that have either reached out or we reached out to because we knew that we wanted to highlight them because of, one, the work that they have done um, in their past and their current and in their future. But in addition to give you guys the flowers that you deserve while you're still here. Right. Born in New York City, raised in DMV, crochet designer who, I mean, at first took up a hobby that your grandmother had already done. And I, when I saw and read that, I said, wow, this is something really nostalgic for me because my mom literally crochets and it brought me back to a kid to see her making so many pillows and blankets and clothing and just all of that above. Oh, really? I love that. As a kid, you were making slippers and scarves for your family and things like that. Where did you think that was going to take you? Listen, nowhere, child. I wasn't thinking nothing of it. It was a hobby for me. Um, I've always been into fashion. I will say that. Um, and I'm very particular in the things that I used to wear as a little girl. But I never knew. It was a hobby for me, honestly. I would I would go all the way. So my um, mother's family is from Queens. So they moved and they moved to um, Jersey. And so they had this big house in Jersey. And I would go up there and I would uh, sit in my grandmother's house. And me, my cousin, my mother, we were all, and my grandma, we just all and sit and just crochet, chit-chat, cook some food. I mean, it was really like a family thing that brought us together, like quality time. And I never thought twice about me really taking it somewhere. So it's just so funny that I did, um, because being young, it was just like fun for me. It was almost like playing with Barbie dolls, you know, I just grabbed my yarn. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Well, and it's funny you said that. So I was watching old school. I was watching a movie last night, Demolition Man. And it was with uh, Wesley Snipes and Sylvester Stallone. And that's not even in my notes right now, but it's so interesting about alignment that um, when they brought Sylvester Stallone back to life, basically, because he was in ice in 2032, basically one of the skills that they had given him while he was kind of incarcerated or in ice was the idea of knitting and being a seamstress. And he was knitting these clothes. And I was like, oh, my God. We're bringing Nisha on the show tomorrow and literally look at how alignment works. This is crazy. But anyway, it is because I thought about it and I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. I'm literally about to have who talks about crocheting. I can't. But anyway, I know. See, and that's the thing about it that I think is interesting, because when you think about it, it seems like an old Mm -hmm. school type of, you know, a hobby. Um, I even say sometimes run out your grandmother's sweater because <laughs> we're, we're not. I really try to take something that was traditional and make it, you know, unconventional, make it different, make it street. Um, it still has some elegance to it. It's still luxury. People always ask me, where do you see yourself at? Are you just a streetwear brand? Are you a high-end luxury brand? And I say I'm both. I'm right in the middle. I'm smack mm-hmm. down in the middle because I want to be accessible to people. But um, there is we make sure that there's quality with everything that we do, especially being handcrafted. Um, it's just like I want to be able to take that hobby part off, right? Like mm-hmm. Take that part, you know, where the mittens and the and the gray squares and the, you know, the scarves and I wanted I wanted to make something cool, something that I would wear. Um and that's honestly how it began. Well, I mean, when you even look at your own personal style, I mean, since I've known you and even how the world really knows you, because, I mean, you have so many people that love and follow you. You're super relaxed. You're super tomboy. You're so street fair, streetwear, menswear influenced and inspired. And I think that's what's so fly and dope about you is that your brand aligns with who you are as an artist, as a creative. And that's what we love about you. I want to get into a... Oh, God, stop. I want to get into a quote that you said. You said, my goal is to make a name for myself that allows a different part of art to be tied into fashion in a lane of its own. Mm-hmm. When you were born yes. in New York City, what was it like? Oh, it's completely different than here. Um, <laughs> so... We've lived everywhere, but mainly um, I was in New York City growing up, other than being back and forth to Maryland. And um, my mother was here. My, my mother moved me here, and then I would go back to my dad's stage. So I kind of jumped back and forth between parents, and I loved it, right? So I had a taste of suburbs, and then I had a taste of the city. I always feel like New York City is always going to be my home. That's kind of where a lot of obvious fashion inspiration comes from the street aspect comes from the culture right even like the lingo the the food the feeling Mm -hmm. of being in the city um it's just it's a feeling i can't it's it's really put into words because if you're from you know a city like new york city or any larger you know city um there's something about the rigidness and the roughness that feels safe and feels comfortable because it's it's home to you. And I really always feel inspired when I go back home um, because it's just that familiarity with me. Like, it's what I remember and it's what will always and forever be an inspiration for me. How would you describe yourself as a child? Ooh, (laughs) that's a good question. 
I was for sure a bubbly child. I was a curious child. I actually am the only child. Um, Me too. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I now have a little sister, um, but growing up primarily, I was raised just being the only child. And um, I was super curious. I was super sweet. Um, my parents always said I was um, going to be somebody successful. Like, they've been telling me this since I was young because I'm always <laughs> into something when you're the only child or you grew up the only child anyway you're always figuring out something to do i've never been that child that was bored me either yeah me either me either right yeah i always was figuring something out dabbling in something so i i know that um i was super curious um i love to read books and look things up and figure things out i remember i told myself i was gonna be a novelist when i was younger (laughs) just because i used to like to write um and you know actually in turn i went to school for fashion journalism so i used to write and and so at the same time um but yeah i think as a child um i was just curious is the word that comes to mind just super bubbly funny i was always goofy and curious i think about me when you were saying that same as an only child i was always either at somebody's house, I was at somebody's after school program. And then if I wasn't doing that, I feel like I was literally creating something. And my version, and we've talked about this on the show, my version of this show, I feel like I already had created it. It was when, uh, you're going to laugh, when Queen Latifah had created Flavor Magazine. And I said, well, I'm going to create my own magazine. And I went through right on and word up and vibe and all of these like famous magazines and kind of creating my own like little moment of like fashion designers and creatives and black fashion and everything and i said come on alignment (laughs) oh my god it starts so young it starts so young so if you can think about one of the best memories and there's probably so many but if you could think of one or two best memories during your childhood, what would they be? Oh, my gosh, that's so hard. Um, best memory, best memory, best memory. Oh, man, I, I got to think on my toes here. Hmm, okay. One of my best memories has to be um, <laughs> being a little girl where every little kid wants to go to Disney World, right? <laughs> um, so my mother... Again, we're from New York. Um, she moved me to Maryland. It's just me and her. And she really worked her butt off all the time. All I ever remember is I'm not working constantly all the time. I remember in third grade, she came to my class in the middle of the day and pulled me out. And I was like, what was going on? And I thought I was in trouble. <laughs> Even though I was a pretty good kid, I'm like, what happened? And I get in the car, and she's like, I packed your bags. We're going to Disney World. <gasps> and I was like, wait, what? And anybody that knows me knows. I'm super close to my mom. Like she's my mommy. Like I, 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 you know, she um, two years ago, two not going on three, she she passed away from breast cancer, but she, you know, is still very much alive to me, and mm-hmm. she just is and was will always be my best friend. So I was a mommy's girl. A lot of girls are daddy's girl. I was a mommy's girl. So that memory of her just plucking me out of class and we stayed out in Disney World, and she, um, I remember she was talking about getting a timeshare in Florida just so we can go back and forth all the time. Um, I remember that. It was always like a corner of for me. One thing about my mom that I always love is she's a woman of her word. She says we're going to do something. She makes it happen. And it's so funny how in life now with relationships, whether that's business or personal, I take that so seriously to make sure that you really just are 
a person of your word and, and have integrity because she showed me that. She showed me what that's like as a woman. So that's something I'll never forget. That's a memory that's just stuck in my mind forever. I love it. So interesting that you said that. I was reading something the other day, and I want to ask you this question. Um, what is a fragrance that reminds you of your mother? Oh, my gosh. Um, I can think of it right now. Dolce & Gabbana, the one. Mm. You, know, you know what that smells That like? is the old school. Yes, that is her. That is her. If I had that right now, matter of fact, this is a funny story. One of my best friends, actually my best friend, Um, she lives in Atlanta right now. She, I was at her house um, while I'm staying with her for like two weeks. And, um, you know, us women, we're getting ready, going out, you know, and I'm rubbing, rubbing it through her stuff. Like, you know, what, what can I, what fragrance she got with sunglasses? She got some earrings, da, da, da. And I see that fragrance, and don't you know, <laughs> I broke down in tears. And she's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, this is my mother's fragrance. Oh, like, wow. I mean, like, the smell of it just brought a tear to my eye, being that, you know, she's no longer here with us. And she said, you want it? You can just have it. And I was like, oh, that's so crazy. Like, that smell. I, I remember being young, being half asleep and smelling it in the air while she was getting up, getting ready for work. So that right there is um, definitely like screams, her screams my childhood. I think it's always a beautiful thing for us to remember the people that are most important in our lives, just because those are the ones that help shape us really to who we are, in addition to to help us continue to move on and keep moving forward, even though their physical is not here anymore. Their spirit is still here. And I love that you said that earlier about, you know, even though she's not here anymore, she's still here. And she's never going anywhere. And I think that's the beauty. My mom and I, you know, my parents are still married and they're still here. And I still talk to them about someone that we lost really close. Like they're still here, you know, and it's very interesting to see how life really is a beautiful thing and has to be appreciated. What I love about you is this next set of questions um, because it really has formed who you are as a creative, as an artist, and a lot of the things that you write just about yourself and you know how people really have to respect your brand. As you say, my goal is to make a name for myself that allows a different part of art to be tied into fashion in a lane of its own. Let's get into what is crocheting. Crocheting is looping yarn by a hooked needle in which conventionally falls into the category of grandma sweaters and knit mittens. However, your collection, the Murdoch collection, is a young, fresh, streetwear spin on how clothes, which are cozy and fun and beautiful, can be without grandma's help. You've done things like shirts and and hats and crocheted hats and all of these beautiful pieces that people love about your ready-to-wear collections. My first question is, what has been your greatest challenges? Oh, um, I'm going to give you a two-part answer. The greatest challenge, just as far as being a businesswoman and having an idea, is this just starting. Mm. It's just starting, Right. Because you can have an idea and you can know exactly how it's going to go and you can write your plan out and make it plain and pray to God about it and not start. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the biggest thing is starting and then making sure you see it through. And then the second part, I will say, now that I, you know, I've had my business for some years now, um, for me personally, is keeping up with inventory. 
um, building a team, um, I kind of have a saying where I don't feel as much as a CEO if I'm still a laborer. Oof. And so, <laughs> yes. Ooh. If I'm still in my living room working on on orders, I'm not a CEO, I'm not a boss yet, right? Because I haven't delegated yet. And so, though I do delegate in ways with my business, um, my next step in which we're working on currently is growing my team so I can delegate. And really, honestly, truly, I feel like bosses have freedom of time, and that's really what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get at. So um, having inventory and, and turnaround on inventory, you know, be a faster uh, method and growing my team, those, those are probably the biggest challenges um, I have. I feel like you have been, you guys know when you have these conversations in the cars with your friends or you on the phone with your homegirl and y'all are just, you know, just talking. I literally had this conversation probably two days ago about living in L.A. and seeing the free of people and really just not the focus of work. Right. And there's so many people that are only fans and um celebrity you know uh creatives and they just do things without having to clock in and i just right. see how easy it is for certain people to just be able to get a great check and i'm like dang me and my team over here like all right we got to do this and we got to do that and, da, 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 da. and i'm just like oh my god it's time for me to be a boss and just sit back like all right y'all so listen i'm headed to cabo but uh just just set it up. You know, that's it. Right, right. I'm trying to be on my puffy. I'm trying to be on my puffy stuff. There we go. <laughs> right, exactly. If you exactly. could... I'm on the same tip. I'm listen, okay? If you could define fashion, what's your definition? Um, Authenticity. Mm. Fashion is authenticity. It's just being yourself. There's no rhyme or reason. There's no rules to it. Um, I don't care what people say. It's no rules to it because that's like saying there's rules to art. Art is self-expression. Art is what you feel like it is. Art is when you're authentic to yourself, whatever that is. Um, fashion is the exact same way. Self-expression is art. It's what you deem it to be. It's being authentic to your your true self. In your opinion, what are the most critical aspects of the fashion industry? Um, I think making sure that um, there's diversity. I think making sure that, you know, people feel included and, you know, people feel like they're represented and, and that that's all throughout fashion, whether that's behind the scenes, in front of the scenes. Um, I think that they're now trying their way to step and have more people of color, um, you know, in those creative director, uh, of roles. I think that, um, we're starting to see more representation and diversity um, with our models, you know, streamline. Um, it's it's starting. We're, we're kind of just putting our foot on it. Mm-hmm. And it should have been happening, right? Um, and I just, I look forward to, to more of it. That's really where I think we'll see a big change. Um, and just one, um, our demographic and just kind of how we respond to fashion, right? Um, but at the same time, it's about time that we took, you know, our, our advances and, and put our hand in, in things that where we need to be, where we need to be shown, where we need to be reflected because we are, have been the consumers for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, one thing about black people, we're going to show up and show out. We're going to dress <laughs> from head to toe, okay? So, for us to 
also have a place in that fashion house, right? And 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 really have our our footprint and our and, and our hand in how designs play out in, in those creative directed roles. Um, I think that's really really where we're going to start to see change. We're starting to see it already, but it's it's I'm looking forward to seeing more. It's interesting. Um, I just went to the screening here in L.A. of Beth Ann Hardison. If you guys don't know who Beth Ann Hardison, I need you to Google her. But in addition to Invisible Beauty um, is her new movie. And this is not I don't get paid for it or a plug or anything. But I have to say it really meant a lot to me because Beth Ann Hardison, who one is Kadeem Hardison's mom, Dwayne Wayne from um, uh, the, A Different World. But in addition to she was a model and one of the first runway models. But in addition to, she got out of the industry to create a space for black models to be represented on the runway in the magazines. And to this day, she still has a huge footprint and say on what should go on these billboards, in these magazines, on these runway shows. And shout out to Beth Ann Hardison and so many other people of color and other people that are not of color that have really created spaces for people of color to really represent in these fashion houses, on these runways. And we thank you because, again, to your point, we show up and we show out. We make sure that our voices, our outfits, our names and and footprints are heard at all parts. What is your favorite part about being a fashion designer? Wow. I think seeing, honestly, and I think every fashion designer is going to say this, seeing other people get excited for your work. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's like seeing, it's like you have an idea and in, in creating something from your head, putting it, like an artist puts it from their head to paper. I literally, could, I can just sit there and stare at a wall. I'm thinking, I'm putting it together in my <laughs> head and then I draw it out and then I make it come to life. And it's, to have an idea and then it's tangible and you can see it and feel it and you and you created it for someone and they love it. Seeing people walk around, it's almost like an artist having people sing their lyrics driving to work. Like it just is an amazing feeling to see people walk around rocking my stuff and loving it and asking me for more. When are you gonna drop again, Anisha? Are you coming back out with the crochet hoodies? When are you gonna like that's <laughs> the best feeling? And it's not even as much as I'll say, like, I need that. I guess for lack of a better word, admiration or or it's not like it validates anything for me, but if it does anything, it lets me know like I'm in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I'm really expressing my art and people love me and love my art as I'm doing it. So I really just I'm so thankful for all the support that I do have and continue to have. Listen, we appreciate you. We appreciate your footprint. we we really just appreciate you for creating spaces for people to wear things that are just comfortable and fun and colorful and just super dope. I want to get into some questions that um, are from our listeners. Our first question comes from, his name is Bobby out of Brooklyn. And he asks, Nish, tell me about a time when you were under pressure at work. How were you able to manage the stress? Um, That's a great question. Um, I'm Sometimes, you know, I do get under stress. Sometimes orders don't come out. Sometimes designs don't work. Um, Me, I've always been able to just tell myself, take a break, put put it down, don't get overwhelmed. I am someone that likes to be outside. I like to be in nature. Um, So I will go outside. I will actually take a walk. I'll listen to music. I like incense in my house. Um, I think that creatives constantly overthink and sometimes 
Um, we feel like it has to be done right and it has to be done now, and that's not the case. And so um, there's times where, you know, I do get overwhelmed, and, you know, it's also okay to not be ready. Uh, I'm going to tell you something that I've never told anyone, Jameer. Um, uh -oh. I actually a couple of years back when I was really in the midst of Murdoch and, and everything was just, I was at my peak and, you know, I was selling out a lot. Um, I got invited to New York Fashion Week to present. Mm. And yeah, it was a big deal. I, I, I probably told one or two people and um, they needed a certain amount of looks from me and I could not produce it in time. I mean, wow. it's not like I, you know, I necessarily have a manufacturer like a lot of other designers have. Um, or, you know, or tailors or seamstress on my team, you know, I produce everything myself and some things, you know, I may have, um, a little bit of help with, but for the main part, you know, my team couldn't produce it in time. And so that's an opportunity I had to, you know, let go. And I said, I'll do it another year. And, you know, I, at the time, and just to answer your question, that was a moment where I was stressed and overwhelmed. Like, oh my gosh, I missed my moment, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't because, God was preparing me for when I am ready, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, when you do feel overwhelmed as a creative, understand, like, things happen with the way they're supposed to, right? Um, there's no rhyme or reason. There's no, it doesn't need to be perfect. Um, and one thing what I've been telling myself when I do get overwhelmed, just to land the plane on this question, is um, done and finished, right? Like, Decent and finished is better than perfect and unfinished. Ooh. So, right. Because a lot of us need it to be perfect and they never put it out. And there's someone who does the exact thing as you and it's not as perfect, but they're getting what they need because they, they're done. It's yep. finished. They put it out. Yep. So I've learned that and it's really helped me to move forward with a lot of things I've been stagnant on. I thank you for even saying, because you've said it now a couple of times, you know, to our listeners and your listeners and your new new listeners is that, you know, if anyone has a dream or a focus or a passion or whatever it is, just go, just do yeah. it. I think if 2020 did not teach us anything is it allowed every last person in this world to focus on you first, not your family, not your kids, not anybody, just you First, And I think that's the opportunity we as people have to continue to move forward with is to not be afraid to just put it out there. And you never know what the response will be. People may hate it. People may love it. But you never know if you're just sitting on it in your bedroom at your house and just not doing anything with it. Next question Absolutely. comes from Nikki out of Miami. What advice would you give an up and coming fashion designer. I know we just talked about that, but what other advice would you give an up-and-coming fashion designer? Oh, sure. Um, I would say, um, honestly, being that this is something that, you know, I've been doing myself, um, don't settle. As much as I said, it doesn't have to be perfect. Don't settle, right? So don't settle. If you feel like, um, you know, you want to grow a team, if you feel like you have an idea, if you feel like, you know, um, there's something that you, you want to do. Um, don't settle at all. Like, make sure that things are the way that you want it to be. And, again, I don't think – I'm not trying to contradict myself here, but, you know, I think it's important that you don't just jump at certain things. Like, for example, I was invited to a fashion show, and I didn't necessarily do it, um, 
because I know that I had so much other work that I had to do and I had a collection I was designing. Um, and so I could have easily done that and then I would have spread myself thin and that would have really harmed the quality of my brand because, you know, why would I have rushed production, right? So I think just being smart, not selling for things, making sure things are when you, you know, you need it to be, um, going for it when you have that opportunity, not, you know, not being yourself up when opportunities pass because that just wasn't your door and your door is coming. Um, just being true to yourself. That's the most important thing. Like sometimes as designers or creatives, you kind of have to figure out, well, are my consumers going to like this? <laughs> well, is it true to what I feel? Right? Like there's that balance between what you like and what your customers like. Um, and it's sometimes a little bit of a dance, but um, if you know your, your, your supporters, if you know your clients, if you know your target audience, they really believe in you and your vision and your eye. Um, yeah, just staying true to yourself and people who love you, people who you know support you, they're going to follow. They're going to appreciate what you have to offer. So, again, you learned to crochet from your mom. Shout out to your mom, the beautiful. And, mm -hmm. you know, she taught you while as you watched how she crocheted at your grandmother's house. And as a kid, you know, as we said earlier, making slippers and scarves as far as for your family and friends. But as you've now really curated this space, you've now started to make oversized hoodies and sweaters and you've really incorporated how to crochet that and into the loungewear and the hats and, you know, the, the cut and sew fabrics that are made with wide sleeved pieces. And, you know, tell people about your brand so we can continue to support you. Absolutely. So um, Murdoch um, or the Murdoch Collection, um, we go by both, um, is a unconventional crochet streetwear company. Um, it's really just for someone who wants to be true to themselves. Um, you know, a lot of the pieces are um, gender neutral, just being that really they're for everyone. Um, there's some pieces that um, you know, are my favorites are a lot of people's favorites. I'll say my crochet skirts, uh, the wrap skirts, um, the balaclavas. People have been asking for what I haven't even come out with yet. Crochet bucket hats, my bread and butter, which was my bestseller, which I first came out with, was my crochet hoodie. Um, we have crew necks. We, you know, we have cardigans coming that people are excited about that I've given sneak peeks about. Um, it's really just taking that knit and crochet lane in another direction. A lot of times. You get compared to um, companies that might, you know, specialize in, um, like, for example, you'll see a lot of crochet companies do bikinis and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, beachwear mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, that's not who we are. You know, when I thought about what Anisha would wear, as you mentioned before, inside I am a tomboy. And I personally, that's not something I would wear, though, you know, the, the wide leg, you know, pants that go over the bathing suit or the, you know, the bikini top. That's not personal to me. I'm really the person that would throw on a men's button up or uh, I would throw on some cargo pants and a hoodie. And I really want to make things that people want to feel comfortable in. Um, I want to have those silhouettes that are kind of over the top, but I also have some simple pieces and they have crochet elements, knit elements, and I want to create that lane. So we're really for the person that wants to stand out and wants to have their own lane. Um, and kind of just be their own individual. And I'm so excited because we're, we're still growing. And you're doing an amazing job. As oh, we, you. are welcome. As we get ready to wrap our show, last year we curated this piece called The Therapy Session. And 
it's that piece of the show that really makes you just think about you, your life. And if you want to take a sec to even think about it or the first thing that comes to your mind, you know, we're totally open to that. I want to start with on April 12th, you made a beautiful statement on your Instagram page. Make sure you guys are shouting out her IG, uh, M-X-R-D-O-C-K. But you made a beautiful comment that aligned exactly with our therapy session of buying yourself flowers is a form of self-love. Romanticize your own experiences with yourself. My first question is, what motivates you to work hard? Oh, my mommy. She does. My mommy, she really motivates me. My friends and just, honestly, I would say women and then I would say black people. And let me tell you why. Because we're at such a pivotal point in life where it's like we have so much opportunity and though things in life haven't always been handed to all of us, right? Things may not always have been easy. Um, I really, really see the rise of success and opportunities grow. And I love that for us. And I love that for Black people. I love that for women. I love that for my friends and supporters and everybody that that loves me. Um, It's just, that's just what pushes me, just, just knowing that I'm, I'm maybe helping somebody like with their confidence. I might be inspiring somebody else to push on their business that they've been sitting on. Um, people often do tell me like, Anisha, like I made this piece that you made because it inspired me or <laughs> I love your drive or I love, you know, that makes me happy to know I have that type of influence or, you know, I'm supporting someone that I don't even know um, in that way of pushing their own dreams. And honestly, if you know me at a personal level, I'm constantly asking people like, What's your passion? What's your dream? What do you want to do? Like, do you have any goals? Anything you're good at? Anything you love? I genuinely want people to know you can do it. You don't have to work and just retire and lay down. Like, you don't have to live that life. You can really sit down, make a plan, and execute it. And in whatever those goals or dreams are, go for it. So it's really just I do it for people. And and I'm so grateful to have people that I do around me. What is your biggest fear in life? I think going to what I just said, um, not fulfilling my purpose. Not fulfilling my purpose. That would be it. Um, Leaving Earth before I could touch somebody else's life. I do think there's something special about me in which I was sent here to help someone else, to help other people. And if that's with my business, if that's being supportive or being, you know, um, pushing them to see their own potential, I think that's part of, my mission work while being here on earth by God. And I think, you know, if I were to leave this earth before fulfilling those missions, that would be a fear of mine. As you're sitting in the living room right now with your mother, what do you think she would say to you about your brand? Oh, (laughs) she'd be so proud of me. She'd be so proud of me because I started this brand before she passed and she used to sit me down and get on me about it all the time. Um, at one point, while I was uh, I was working um, in Tyson's, Virginia, she used to always ask me, if I wanted to buy something from you right now, do you have enough product? Do you have enough inventory? If I right now sold you out, 
how would you be able to make it? And I told you right now, I need to make five thousand dollars by tomorrow. What's your bestseller? What are you gonna do? She constantly pushed me and motivated me and had me on my toes about my business. And all she ever wanted me to do was be happy and successful. Um, she used to rock my sweaters and my hoodies. Sometimes she would sit and help me crochet. Like literally, like even when she was getting sick, she would sit and help me with my designs. And so she's proud of me. She's she's definitely right here with me. Super proud, super happy cheering me on. I know that for a fact. What adjectives would your dad say about you? Oh, <laughs> my dad would a thousand percent say I'm a star. And then not even to be, you know, cocky or anything, but that's just how he looks at me. He looks at me, he calls me his mini me, and he's just so proud of who I am being his child and, and, and the talents that I have and where I've, you know, gone with it and what I've done with my with myself talent wise. Um, he would say that I'm ambitious. I'm a hustler. I like in his words, I can hear his voice now. Um, I'm a kind heart person. I care about others. I'm extremely empathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he's, and I'm just, I'm really just, he would say like, you're a star. You're when he's, he's going to ask him right now. I can hear his voice. What do I always tell you? Niche? You're sitting on a gold mine. And he just means that to say like, I'm, he always thinks that I'm so multifaceted and multi-talented and so many different things. It's like, I have the choice to to do whatever, and with that, like you sit on a gold mine. So I know he's super proud of me, and he's one of my biggest supporters as well. As you continue to travel the rest of this world, and you get to bless so many people with your designs, with your inspiration. I see books coming out and inspirational messages and just speeches, and as you just talk to other creatives and designers. But as you continue to really build the strongest team to really help your vision come to life, you're going to sell out and then you're going to continue to move on to another project and another project because this is going to be something that is going to live by itself without you even having to do anything. And then you're going to continue to just bless so many young black girls that want to see, oh, my God, she can do it. I can do it. What do you want your legacy to be? I want people to remember Murdoch as a change maker, as a as a person that is d- relatable. Like I'm, I'm not special. I wasn't born with no silver spoon or anything special. Like I'm an ordinary, regular, you know, woman from around the way. But I was confident and I believed in myself, and I want people to remember. Like, she used to hustle and get it in, and she never gave up on her dream. And if she can do it, I could do it. Um, I want to make a lane for for crochet. I want knitwear to grow, as I know it's growing now, um, especially in the luxury space. And um, I want it to be an Atlanta of its own as far as it's diverse, it's independent, and it's unconventional, right? I, I, the way I think about things and designs and silhouettes, um, may not be super traditional or classic or modern. I want to think outside the box. I want people to feel free to express themselves, whatever that may look like. And I want this to be a brand that represents that. We appreciate you, your service, your love, your passion. But I want to say this. I want to thank your mom for being the vessel and the strength that you need to continue to move forward. And we appreciate you and your family for continuously letting us know that it is possible. 
I want everyone to make sure that they support this amazing soul. What last words do you have for your listeners, our listeners, your new listeners, your new people that's going to send that old cash app, Zelle, whatever, to get these new pieces for the fall and spring season? What last words do you have? Last words I'm going to say is broken crayons still colored. Okay? So if there's something you want to do, doesn't matter what happened to you, doesn't matter your past, doesn't matter what's going on. Get up and get on it. You can do it. Just go for it. I want everyone to make sure they support this amazing and beautiful creative at Instagram <laughs> at M-X-R-D-O-C-K. And of course, log on and check out some previous pieces, some new pieces, and just even read the story at themurdochcollection.com. Nisha, I appreciate you. I thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. This has been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Absolutely. And guys, listen, as we always say at the end of the show, thank you so much. Stay creative, stay positive. And until next time, thank you for tuning in. Thanks, guys. Take care.